everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Through the Rift, a podcast dedicated to our favorite game. I'm Lex. And I'm Nikki. And in this episode, we're talking all about riffs. Woo. Yes, we're talking about riffs, uh, as we both discussed last week, probably the single uh, greatest thing about the game that has uh, made us love this game and get hooked on it. Well, the game is named Rift, I mean. <laughs> well, well, they uh, they chose that name well, because it's definitely, I think, for a new player, it's the most uh, unique and, uh, what's the word for something that makes a big impression on you? Uh, impression, oh no, that would be, impressionable would be somebody who... Right. Well, <laughs> it's that I, thing. There is it no is word the most yes. that thing game that we have ever played. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, we have a lot to cover in this episode, so let's get right down to it. Uh, Nikki, why don't you tell us all uh, what you've been doing in the game this week? All right. Well, this isn't going to take too long because oh, I've been... <laughs> I still am not any closer to 60. <laughs> I'm still in... 57? Yep, still 57. That's all right. That's all right. Been working, of course, on the dimension. Of course, of course. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun, and now my guild, my generous guild, um, has been donating so many items that my bags are packed full with dimension items. So much oh so, I'm thinking about just storing them all somewhere in the dimension, just put putting them all in a corner until yeah. I'm ready for them, <laughs> and then I can do stuff with them, because they're just... They're taking up so much space right now in my bags. I carry them around everywhere. Maybe, maybe my put them in the full. barn. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The barn is empty right now. It's a storage shed. <laughs> right. <laughs> a storage shed full of random things. Yeah. It's going to be not only pitchforks and boxes, but there'll be beds. There'll be <laughs> lights, all sorts of items. <laughs> yeah. But that might work. Uh, the other thing that I've been working on lately, other than guild quests, of course, is um, crafting. I've been trying to level up more of my crafting. My outfitter's maxed. Nice. But, yeah, but um, I still need to work on some other... Like, I have an alt that has foraging, and hers it's very low. So I'm going to work on that, try to get that up a little. And although I'm, I'm hesitant to do that because our guild quests, um, you have the crafting guild quests, and if you're lower level, you get the lower level crafting quest yeah that's true and then the items that you need to craft it with are really cheap yeah and if i level her foraging i'll get the you know increasing difficulty in the crafting quest and i'll have to buy more expensive items to do well the quest. Be, be careful nikki we don't want to try and off on <laughs> how we're gaming the system with the, uh, guild that's quests right. <laughs> yeah, just uh, dropping my professions and retaking them again. So that now, what did I just up. say? I said we don't want to tip them off. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so that's about it. Uh, lately, we've gotten a guild quest that is perfect for this episode because it's called Tears in the Sky, and it's to close various types of rifts. I think it's so, tears. Tears. Oh, I keep saying tears. Well, it, tears and tears... <laughs> Are uh, oh, I can't, I can't remember what you call them. Not not homonyms or homophones because they're spelled the same. But two words that are spelled the same but pronounced <laughs> differently. 
<laughs> and mean very different things. I feel like I'm in elementary school. <laughs> yes, I I look at a word and I hear it in my head, but it's coming out all wrong. It's got to be the beer. <laughs> well, I think it is tears, just because you know riff tears. Of course, yeah. No, you're right. But but yeah, silly. this this quest is to close uh, four different types of riffs, uh, twenty five times each. Yeah, which Water, one, life, shouldn't be too whatever. hard for us. Oh no, I think we were already well on our way. Um, we have a couple people in our guild who are very driven to complete the guild quests, and so they they're on it. Yeah, very driven is putting it mildly. <laughs> yes, we have the folks. That's what they love to do, which is great. Yep, absolutely. We're so, already what level eight now, the guild. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and before people are like, what? That's nothing. Um, this guild has only existed for maybe four weeks now. Yeah, so we're young. And and we're small. Um, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I would guess that we have somewhere between 10 and 20 active members. Uh, which is funny, because according to the in-game guild finder, we're actually a large guild. Even though, in my mind, we're a small maybe medium but i would say we're a small guild so i don't know i think i think trying needs to do something about that because if if i'm looking for a guild in the guild finder and i'm sorting based on small medium large i mean to me small is like you know some of your friends whatever right medium is i don't know it's hard to pick a number but maybe 20 to 50 yeah. people or something yeah, I was gonna and, say 25. and large is like hundreds of people you know yep and uh, in the guild finder, it's like once you have more than 10 people or something, you're a large guild. It's And it also, it counts uh, just characters, not accounts. So, we, you know, we have a few people in our guild, including both of us, that have alts that are in the guild. So, you know, it's counting each of those characters. Uh, when it should count accounts. Single, right, unique for, accounts. for guild size, I would think. Because right. if you're looking for a guild, you're thinking about, well, what's my likelihood that when I log in, there's going to be people on there to talk to? And how many people are there going to be? And, you know, if some guy's got eight characters. <laughs> yeah, unless he's got eight computers. Yeah, but even then, he's still just one guy in guild chat. <laughs> right. Unless he's a uh, multiple well personality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anything else you've been up to? That's about it. What have you been up to? Well, I have uh, been a little busy in game. Um, I've I've been doing the Storm Legion content, and like like we talked about in the introduction to the podcast last week, there is so much to do in this game that really, at least for me, I kind of have to have a strategy when I log in, as far as what I want to accomplish or what I'm going to do, how I'm going to spend my time. Or I feel like I just I'll spend hours in the game, just I don't know selling things on the auction house or something, and just feel like I don't really I don't know. I, I guess as long as you're in the game having a good time, it's time well spent. But I, I feel like I, I squandered the time and I could have oh, done something more quote unquote productive <laughs> in the game. So so I kind of like to set little goals for myself. So one of the things I've I've been working on is I, I wanted to go through the new zones and do the questing content and do... Uh, I started out just mainly focused on doing the story quests, but then I thought it'd be fun 
to get the achievements. So for every zone, you have an achievement to do X amount of quests in that zone. And it's usually not every single quest you can do in the zone, but it's most of them. Like, you pretty much have to find all the quest hubs and do most of the quests at those quest hubs to get the achievement. So I have been going through... Uh, oh, what is the name of the continent? I think it's Brevain, the one Brevain, with Cape yeah. Jewel. Yep. Uh, so I've been going through exactly. that continent, uh, zone by zone, in mm-hmm. order, as far as levels of the zones, trying to get the... Uh, that quest achievement in each of the zones and trying to also get the carnage achievement for doing X amount of carnages. Okay, well, for the zone achievement, just out of curiosity, because I haven't done that yeah. for the new zone zones yet, how many are there? Is that 50 quests in a zone? Is that 100? Well, it really depends on the zone. Okay. Um, but it's a lot. Uh, some of the zones, it's over 100 quests. Oh, gosh. Um, but every okay. every zone Eight. is different. You know, like, I, I was looking at them today, and I can't remember which was what or exact numbers, but there was one zone that was only 40-some quests and another zone that was, like, 150. Or... What? That's a big difference. Yeah, they're pretty cool achievements, though, because you get one of the... Uh... Oh, I forget what they're called, but they're the little, the little item that you get that gives you planar attunement experience, and okay. it's the one that gives you 100,000. Okay. Which is a good chunk of a planar attunement level. Um, yeah. So you get one of those when you get that achievement for each zone. So I've done uh, I've done Cape Jewel and I've done City Core and I've done Eastern Holdings. I tried to do Ardent Domain and I got the Carnage achievement for Ardent Domain, but I did not get the quest one, and I was kind of pissed about it because. Uh, I've done all the quests I could find, and I got this this app, uh, this add-on. And oh, I was gonna look up what this thing is called. I don't remember. It's like Quest Helper or Quest Quest something. If you okay. look it up on, if you look up Quest on Curse, it, it'll come up. But okay. what this add-on does is, when you're in a zone, you type in a command, and it tells you how many of the quests are in the zone, how many of you how many of them you've done Mm -hmm. and then it gives you the names of the ones you haven't done well it it said that there's two quests i haven't done but these are both quests that you actually get in eastern holdings uh which i don't know i guess maybe you turn them in in right uh, maybe they're quests to go into that zone to like introduce you to the zone Right. Well, one of them, one of them basically is, it's the quest where they're like, go to this zone and talk to this person. It like takes you to the next zone. But I am okay. like 99% sure I, I did that one and it's saying I didn't do it. And then the other one I could not find. The only thing I can think of is if you're questing in Eastern Holdings uh, towards the end of the story quest line, you end up going to uh, this bunker uh, in a lot of the the zones in Brevain, they have these bunkers where because of things happening in the story, people are living underground in these bunkers, which they call them a bunker, but they're still pretty, pretty nice, nicer than any bunker I've ever heard about. <laughs> but, um, so you go to this bunker, I can't remember what it's called, but it's one that doesn't have a particulum at it. Oh, okay. And it's a really cool, uh, quest line because you end up going into these people's dreams like it's something out of Star Trek or something like these people 
in this this bunker are like trapped in this dream state by this villain and he's like you know messing with their minds in the dream and so you go into these people's dreams and do various quests that sounds awesome yeah well it's really cool and when you're in this dream state it's like you're on the moon or something when you jump you go like really high and really far oh cool um but one of the the last quests that you get is you have to go talk to this lady at the top of this tower and you have to like do all this platform jumping to like get to the top of this tower oh and it's even harder because your jumping's all weird you know it's not like the way your character normally jumps and i've tried it a few different times you know for a good amount of time each time i just get frustrated can't do it so i was like you know fuck that i'm not doing that (laughs) so maybe uh the quest i'm missing is one i get after i finish those quests but anyway long story short i know you hate that i always hear you go i hate this mario bullshit (laughs) yeah exactly I could I could whip out the old Nintendo if I wanted to play something like that. <laughs> so anyway, so I gave up on uh, on Ardent Domain, uh, okay. even though I'm literally like one quest away from getting that achievement. Uh, went on the King's Word, King's Ward, however you want to say that, um, <laughs> and I just finished that one last night. Um, I really liked that zone. I just like the look of it. Um, it's kind of uh, I, I picked the the Brevain continent as opposed to the, the other one because uh, the other continent I can't remember what it's called now. Um, it's all it's very death themed, and everything's you know like the purple, like when you're in a death rift, that kind of look to it, and it's just lots of undead and like gross Cthulhu. I type love things. killing undead. You don't like that kind of stuff. I like it. It just, I don't know. It gets kind of depressing after a while. And <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that. I, I like the other continent. It, it reminds me, some of the zones like uh, Cape Jewel and uh, um, City Core and stuff remind me kind of of Ember Isle. It's that kind of jungle, you know, feel to it, which I like. Lots of green things. And so King's Ward is, is pretty cool. It's, uh, it's kind of foresty with these huge roots everywhere, but it's... Mm-hmm. Um, the color scheme is more reds and oh. and it's not like autumn i mean it is like an autumn red but it's not like it's autumn it's like it's different species of plants or something or I, i'm sure if i paid more attention to the quest text and the story quest i'd probably know why everything's red but i just i get sick of reading all that oh um, so. i don't blame you but i that's another thing i love about this game is that like the zones have different moods yeah, and totally. It just you're so immersed into it, and you get into. It's easier to get into the story. And I've been there before. It was very orange and yellow, and it was like lush, right? Lush and tropical. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I finished that zone. There is a really cool series of quests in that zone that I really enjoyed. It takes place at a place called the Tower of Dawn, and the i believe it's the final quest in that kind of series of story quests is called retaking the palace okay and i think you, you meet these guys actually in eastern holdings there's uh prince casimar i think is how you say his name and princess isabella and you end up kind of help helping these guys get together again i don't really remember all the details because i kind of speed read through the quest text because i don't know if i wanted to read a book i'd read a book but <laughs> <laughs> I love the story quest. 
I, I love them. I just I wish they they had more voice acting, good voice acting, not like a certain Star Wars game that had terrible <laughs> voice acting. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I I wish they had more voice acting. But uh, but anyway, um, you end up helping these two uh, take over this tower that's been overrun with bad guys, and it's kind of it's not. Actually, I think part of it is instanced, but it's like being in a dungeon, like complete with bosses that are elite and like the final boss that you fight at the end. And it's a lot of fun. And I did, you know, when I was doing this quest, I was already level 60. And one thing that's kind of cool is I'm not so sure about like Cape Jewel and City Core, but the the later jo- uh, zones like King's Ward and... Uh, ardent domain even you can be level 60 and things are still green and yellow for you so you don't have to mentor down to still get experience so i was level 60 and i did read online that people were recommending if you're actually the level you're supposed to be in that zone not to do this quest by yourself oh but i i did it at level 60 by myself in my pseudo tanking build that we talked about last week and i didn't have any problems at all um, but I kind of wonder if maybe you couldn't even do it by yourself at level. Because what happens is as you're doing this quest, you get some kind of minions to help you. Um, one of them is the actual prince and the other one is this general. And they're like companions that, that follow you around and they fight stuff. And you get abilities on your temporary ability bar that have them like attack and they each do a special ability. Oh. And so I, I wonder if maybe if you really utilize those guys well, if you could do this by yourself at level so maybe if any of our listeners have experience with that they could they could let us know i'd be kind of curious if if it's doable solo but it was a lot of fun you you help them you know take the tower and it's got kind of a neat story to it and it's basically almost like a chronicle only it's just this series of quests and and you end up uh, getting a particulum there once you've taken it over and secured it enough you get a particulum and you can bind your soul there and oh it sounds great yeah. i need to start questing more so i can get there and do that yeah content. <laughs> yeah you're still in what city core or <laughs> eastern holdings or? i'm still doing quests in cape jewel <laughs> yeah so but sad. you, you uh, bounce around back and forth between the two continents a bit more than i do don't you yeah because we used to try and quest together occasionally yeah. And then it just got to the point where I was doing quests and I didn't understand the storyline and where certain characters were coming from and why I care about a certain group of people. Right, and right. that bugs me. Like, I need to, I like to follow the story so I can, you know, play along and get into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's another reason why I decided to just kind of focus on one continent. And then I figured, you know, that way I've got this whole other continent of content that I can either do with my cleric after I finish this, or if I like, I'm leveling up a mage. Uh, I could do it with my mage, and I'm not doing the same exact quest again. Should be kind of fun. Yeah. Definitely. So, so yeah. And now I'm. I just today I got into uh, Ashora, which I'm really excited about because it's actually a level sixty zone. <laughs> so I'm finally questing in a level sixty zone, which is nice because now I'm getting Infinity Stone from the Carnage quests and. Uh, from quest rewards and zone events and stuff, so I can start getting some some better gear and stuff. So, so I'm 
excited about that. And uh, I'm still working on getting my Artificer and Runecrafter up. I, I think last week I said I had something like 10 points left in each, and now I've got like 5 points left in each, but it's just going really slow. And kind of balancing that with another thing, which we forgot to mention last week in our news section is in the last patch they have added a whole bunch of new dye recipes oh yeah for the uh the apothecaries and lots of cool colors yes including ruby and emerald right? and sapphire and sapphire uh sepia mm-hmm. and goldenrod i think goldenrod peach and of course all those they have you know, just normal color in the, like sapphire. They have sapphire, dark sapphire, and light sapphire. Um, and, and some of them get pretty expensive. Like you're spending grandmaster marks on them. Uh, and then they have some, some of them have some kind of, uh, kind of end game type, uh, mats for them. So I've gotten quite a few of the recipes, but I haven't actually made any of them yet. Um, so my goal is to get all of them and then make at least one of every die I can make buy one of every die you can get from the vendor. And then I'm going to give you this big sack of dies mm-hmm. and, uh, or actually, I guess I'll just have them all in my bags and give you my character and say, give me my makeover because I'm really sick of uh-huh. my three colors I've had for ever since okay. like level 40 or something. Oh. <laughs> All right, we'll come up with a new color scheme for you. Yes. It'll be great. Yes. And I'll do the same with my character, although I'm still wearing the costume that you bought me. It's the Executioner set on the store. Oh, yeah, that's that's a badass uh, wardrobe. It is, and it has great colors, which is one of the reasons that I picked it. And so for me to recolor it, I'm a little hesitant to do that because I love it the way it looks now, but... Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll play with that. Well, remember, you can always, they have a, like a die, basically, that removes the die. So you can always go back to the default if you don't like how it turns out. Okay. I wasn't sure what that die did. It's called die remover. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. And I never tried it because (laughs) I was scared it would make my outfit white or something. It would, like, bleach it. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm assuming that's what it does. (laughs) I mean, yeah, the, the, the thing has a color when you get it, and then your dye changes that. So I'm assuming it just deletes the dye from it. But I haven't actually tested it. So again, listeners, if you know for sure, feel free to let us know. Yeah. <laughs> um, can always call shenanigans because we definitely don't know everything about this game. We're, we're not experts. We're just fans. We never claimed to be experts. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Tell me, elf woman. Do you ascend it have good need? So, Nikki, why don't you tell us all what you're drinking today? All right. I am drinking an ESB by Full Sail. So, when I first had Full Sail's Extra Special Bitter, I thought it was outstanding, and I couldn't find it anywhere in the stores. And I found out that it's only available for 90 days. So, now yeah. I... I have been seeing it in more of the stores around here, and when I do see it, I pick it up because it's delicious. How about you? What are you drinking? Well, before I get into that, I just want to tell everybody that around here for us is Washington State, specifically in the uh, Puget Sound slash Seattle area, 
So uh, don't know what the availability of, of that beer is in other places. Uh, yeah, we're lucky living here. We have a lot of uh, smaller breweries and pretty good selection in a lot of stores. Yeah, yeah. For beer. So I am drinking a beer called Dale's Pale Ale. And this is a fine product of the Oscar Blues Brewery, which is from Colorado. So obviously you can get this here in Washington, and I would assume you can get it in Colorado. <laughs> uh, other places, I I don't know. Um, this uh, this beer cracks me up because it comes in a can, which I guess that they're uh, among the the beer fans out there. There's a a movement or whatever for cans. Certain people just are all about the cans. Um, and there's good reason for it, right? Because light, not as much light gets in. Yeah, sure. First of all. Sure, yeah. Because, um, yeah, the light can get in and oxidize your beer, which uh, gives it that skunky, nasty flavor. Um, but to me, I just can't help thinking when I see a can of beer, I can't think help thinking of my dad when I was a kid drinking his <laughs> PBR. And, oh. <laughs> so that's what I associate it with. Um, okay. But yeah, this is a really good beer. Um, it's it's a pale ale, so it's it's got a little hoppiness to it, but not not to the degree of an IPA. Um, it's also not quite as strong as an IPA. I think IPAs are usually seven plus percent uh, alcohol by volume. This is uh, six and a half, um, but it's pretty tasty. And uh, so, if if you can get Dale's Pale Ale. Uh, where you live you should try it out it's in a in a kind of red white and blue can yeah very hard to miss once you know what to look for very patriotic yes (laughs) i take orders from neither man nor god rift headlines during friday's live stream event on the 16th uh elizabeth toby aka dahanis she's the director of community at tryon Okay. She sat down with the viewers. Oh, this is on Twitch TV's, um, on Tryon World's Twitch TV channel. And you guys can tune in from home uh, every Friday at 1.30, and that's Pacific Standard Time. And Elizabeth was there this Friday with Greg Lobs, a.k.a. Overload, Overload UT. Uh, a lot of people in the community, community will recognize that name. He's on the forums. I wonder what Every UT once stands in a while. for. Me too. I've wondered that too. And why overload? Untouched. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, overload UT is the social media and live streaming manager. And he was on there with uh, Faraka. And she's the senior systems designer for Tryon and specifically for Rift. And so it was kind of a treat to have her on because she gave a different kind of insight um, to the videos we were watching and or the, the actual uh, stream that we were watching. The other guest that was on was Kiwi from RiftDreamDimensions.com and I encourage people to go and check out her site. Um, if you are new to Dimensions, it's a great site because she has a beginner so- guide on there and cool. it's a PDF. You can just click on it and download it. And it takes you through the very basics of dimensions to more advanced stuff. Uh, there was no Elrar what? on this show today. Yes. What's up with that? 
<laughs> uh, I could tell you, but it would be spoiling it because we're going to talk about it a little later. Okay. But, um, I guess I'll wait. Yes. <laughs> uh, Kiwi was on the show because she is or was facilitating a community-run dimension contest. Cool. Which was pretty exciting. Yeah, and Tryon was working with her to distribute prizes. So they were helping her out and kind of donating some some extra prizes to the winners. Um, the the entire contest was about five weeks, and they had 43 different entries and international judges. So it was pretty a pretty big deal. And um, the viewers of the live stream voted on the grand prize and second place winners during the contest. Um, so during the during the live stream, we went through and they actually showed us the five um, different contest nominees. And the fourth place and fifth place were already chosen, but they still took us into the dimensions and showed us. Yeah, Kiwi's awesome. And uh, just a, a piece of trivia, some of you may already know this, but in some alien language, I can't remember which one, uh, Kiwi means to kiss. <laughs> Maybe she chose it on purpose. Yeah, and uh, if you know where that reference is from, you get nerd cred. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't get any nerd cred. I have no idea what you're, what you're talking about. Okay, I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> oh, no, Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm scared to find out where that's from. Um, but yeah, so Faraka during this live stream, Faraka, yeah, she would comment on the dimensions that we were seeing. Okay. And she knew all the pieces in the dimension. Like she could look at the floor and tell you what's made making up the floor. Wow, and the that's names crazy. of the different pieces. Yeah, because she made them, basically. So she's like Neo in the dimensions. Like she <laughs> yeah. can see the matrix, the code. That's right. Yeah, it was so neat. <laughs> <laughs> and I found out that I really don't know everything that's out there because there were some items I didn't even know existed, some banners and things like that that were completely new to me. So it was neat to go, oh, look at that. That's really, you know, I want that for our guild dimension and giving me new ideas and awesome. ways to place things. Yeah. And um, so the first dimension we saw was for the fifth place winner, which was on our guild or on our server, excuse me. Um, his name is Spinach. <laughs> now, I don't think everyone necessarily knows what server we're on. Of course. Okay, we're on Fablight, by the way. So, <laughs> Spinach on F Fablight. Spinach, um, I love it. Yes, Spinach <laughs> won fifth place. And he had an enormous arena, which I think was the theme for the contest. They all had arenas. and Like what, what kind of an arena? Like? Like a battle arena, so okay. kind of like a PvP arena where Guardians Defiance can come and battle each other in the dimension. So I think it's in anticipation of eventual PvP dimensions. Right, okay, cool. Yeah, kind of get the buzz going about that, I think. That's what Tryon um, wanted. And the best thing about Spinach's dimension was that he had put teapots in the walls in this one room to kind of simulate a steam steam bath. Like you go <laughs> into the awesome. room and yeah, and the teapots were the interactive ones where steam was coming out of the spout. So it gave a really neat effect. Yeah, you guys should really check out um, some of these dimensions, like the creativity of of what people do and how they how they do it is just amazing. Yes, definitely. And I'll put links 
um, whatever links I can find at the contest on the show notes for this episode, so be sure to check that out. And the fifth place winner got a kit from Rifstine. The fourth place winner was on, um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, she was, I'm trying to think about three things at once here. She is Shorty on her alt, but her real name is Barbadara, and Baradara? Baradara. I'm sorry if I'm screwing that up, Baradara. But she had a um, dimension called the Blood Sky Arena, and she was using the Fire Sky projector in it. Okay. And it gave a really neat effect, so if you want to know what that projector looks like, you should go see her dimension. Cool. And she had a throne of swords. Nice. Yeah, it was made up of, I think it was like 90 swords or something like that. It was insane. And um, she also won a kit from Rifstein. Third place was, uh, the dimension was based on Care Kalum, and she had an arena as well, but hers also had a judging area, and there were little, like, pots of ink and paper and things like that, and it looked like this is where the judges would make notes and watch the players battle. <laughs> That's and, so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was really original. And... I got excited about something that Faraka said while we were looking at this dimension, which okay. is that they're going to finally be introducing pillows, pillows. <laughs> in the dimension store. Yes, because I've been using flower sacks to look like pillows. Like when I make a couch or something, I'll put flower sacks okay. on there. So it looks like a pillow, but it still, I mean, it still kind of looks like a flower sack. So I really wished we had pillows and finally we're going to get them. So, so does that mean that someday we might actually it. get to sit in the chairs? I don't, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that would be great. I I managed to get my guy to lie on a bed in the guild dimension and uh, have it look sort of bright, although the cape was doing some weird stuff. Um, Oh, no. But yeah, sitting in chairs can't be done. (laughs) Well, uh, third place winner won 2,500 plat. Wow. Yeah, yeah, from a guild called the Terrible Idea Guild. Of course, if you're buying Guild Dimension stuff, that probably wouldn't last you very long. (laughs) (laughs) You'd burn it pretty quick, yeah. The second place won 5,000 plat from the same guild. Yeah, and that was um, a dimension on Fablight based on Kestrel's Cry Ravine. It was really nice. Well, I guess uh, to all you people who are like me and say, oh, I'll do Dimensions when there's a reason to do them, there you go. Yeah, when there's a contest, right. That's that's a good reason to do it. (laughs) Yep. Well, the first place winner won 10,500 platinum. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, and that was from Kiwi, from driftroomdimensions.com. That was her that gave, I believe, her own money for that. How is she getting this kind of money? (laughs) I don't know. She's rich, though. Uh, Kiwi, you need to come onto the show for our new uh, Rift (laughs) Economics segment and uh, tell us all how to become Rift tycoons (laughs) like you. Right? That's awesome. But, and here's the funny part. First place went to 89. The same character that we talked about, the same person that we talked about last week. Yeah, yeah. So he won yet again another contest on Greybriar Shard. And um, his was uh, another arena. It was it had this really beautiful tropical entrance way. It was really neat. And um, his had an reg- a registration area as, lo- as well as the arena. So it was very RP-like. You know, like you cool. come in and you'd register for the contest and go in and do your battles. So they were just really inventive. And everyone that won just blew me away. 
I wonder um, if Tryon had any idea when they started, you know, thinking about bringing dimensions into the game. I wonder if they had any idea, like the levels of just creativity and and time that people would put into them. It's it's mind blowing, like what yeah. what people can do, especially you know me. I've I've spent maybe twenty minutes in my dimension, like trying to, and I got frustrated. Like it's Aww. not easy to. You know, to get like remember we we uh, in our dimension we have this bar that's made from like two green marble like slabs, and just to get the silly things to perfectly align was <laughs> like that was like a twenty minute event. It, it's not <laughs> like things like snap together. You know, it's you know you really gotta fiddle with it and tweak it and. And look at it, and, and and also, you know, you're looking at everything from the perspective of your character. It, it's not like you have this kind of like bird's eye view camera that you can move anywhere, you know. So it's like sometimes it's hard to even get your character somewhere where you can see what you're trying to do from a good angle. And it's like the, the amount of patience and just uh, attention to detail that these people have. It's just it's amazing. Yeah, and these dimensions that I just talked about uh-huh. are enormous. They're they've got to be four or five times bigger than our little guild dimension. Wow! I mean, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These people deserve every platinum that they won <laughs> for sure. Right. Well, listen to this. They also got PvP themed mounts that are oh, brand cool. new, never seen before. Oh wow! Yeah, and they got to pick between a defiant one and a guardian one. What do you remember? What uh. Like, what were the models for the mounts? Like, what kind of animals? Or... That's all that was told. That was, oh, that's they all didn't that actually show away. the mounts? <laughs> right. Okay, well, I guess we'll have to find them in the world and check out their rides. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'll do another search to see if I could find them, but that's all that was mentioned. Very um, cool. A funny thing that she said when they were in one of the dimensions, they said that there aren't many with snow and it's because you can't they can't stop the snow from falling through dimension items okay. so if you make a house in your dimension with snow the snow will fall right through and you'll, right. it'll be snowing inside so <laughs> i just thought that was funny and i guess you know there's nothing you could do because that's the ga- way that the game was made the end you know well right i mean I, I don't know a whole lot about programming but just if you think about it to to make it to where like each snowflake knows like what item it's landing on and how it would like cover that surface. I mean, <laughs> that would be very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that wouldn't help our frame rate at all either. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, uh, Baraka mentioned that you can fish up chairs, the Burbanic chairs in storm Legion zones. Okay. And I haven't looked into this yet myself, but if you can, I'm going to start fishing <laughs> cool. immediately. Cause that's really neat for chairs that you can't sit in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that just made me think, you know, that we have uh, we have dyes to change the colors of the textures for our armor and stuff. I, I wonder if maybe eventually they'll have something like that for your for your guild dimension items where like you can make it look like it's covered in snow or make it look like it's rusty or covered in moss or, or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. That's a brilliant idea. That would be wonderful. People are always looking for more textured items. Right, yeah. So, during the end of this segment, um, uh, Dahanis 
mentioned that they're going through some changes over at Tryon. And okay. they're closing the San Diego studio, and the branch, the Europe branch, is also closing. Okay. So, Lex. Yeah. <laughs> what else did Dahani share with us? Oh, it's my turn, huh? Yes, it is your turn. Um, so, she also made a post on the forums to let us know that uh, Elrar, um, our much-beloved former community manager, is no longer with Tryon. And uh, I was very sad to hear about this. I, I didn't know Elrar personally. I've never talked to him. But um, I've read his posts on the forums and I've heard his interviews on some of the, well, on uh, Rift Reporter. They he, He's been on there at least once or twice. Um, and just, I, he seemed like a great guy. Just to go on a podcast and I'm sure he wasn't paid you know, on his day off and uh, talk about the game and answer questions. And um, so we don't really know anything about it, do we? As far as whether no. he quit or whether they shit canned him or, or what? <laughs> we know very little. And when it happened, um, Dahanis, like you said, she posted about it, but it was basically just that he's not with Tryon anymore. And so a lot of people got upset because they wanted details. Sure. They wanted to know what happened. Um, one, I think one person decided, oh, since he didn't update his LinkedIn page, he must have been fired. So that got a lot of other people all, you know, anxious and kind of like, was he fired? You know, that's terrible. We love Elmer. Why did you fire him? And yeah. poor Dahanis, I'm sure, was watching this like, oh, no, what do I say? And <laughs> that, that seems like quite a leap to me. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a leap. I mean, just giving it two seconds of thought, I could I could think of at least one other scenario where he would not be with Tryon anymore that did not involve him being fired in which he wouldn't have updated his LinkedIn. I mean... Well, yeah. That's, you that's, can't... Maybe that's one not-so-great example or one one thing to kind of uh, jump to conclusions on. But he, we feel like, I feel like he probably would have said goodbye to the community if he was quitting. You know, he would have said, okay, you know, next week's going to be la my last day, but Dahanis is going to be your new point of contact. And there was none of that. It was just, you know, he was gone. Well, yeah, true. But for all we know, he woke up and won the lottery and <laughs> Maybe went to buy a yacht. In Jamaica or some <laughs> tropical island. <laughs> That'd yeah, be great. That's, that's, well, that's too bad, but, you know, we'll have to see. What comes next? That's right. And Dahani said that she will be our new point of contact. Okay. Um, we will see more of Overload UT and Morgana on the forums. So feel free to reach out to them. I'm sure they that's, you know, that's what they want is for you guys to talk to them if you have questions, especially um, Dahanis. And, yeah, everybody in the community was just really sad, kind of confused. But uh, Dahanis posted a longer thread and she couldn't answer any, you know, questions directly. Mm -hmm. And probably for privacy reasons. And whatever happened over there is between Elrar and the company. Yeah. So, and yeah. that needs to be left private. But she said that um, she wanted to let us know that this is part of a bigger plan helmed by Scott Hartsman himself. And that it's a plan that she believes in. So. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I'm 
I mean, I haven't uh, spent a lot of time on the forums in the last few days, but I can just imagine uh, between Elrar leaving, whatever the circumstances were for that, and uh, uh, closing their San Diego and Europe offices. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's some chicken littles running around screaming the sky is falling. There are. Dahanis mentioned that, too, in the live stream. She said, you know, some of what you guys are saying um, are saying that there's just doom and gloom right now and you're right. really worried. And she said something like, nothing that I say is really going to comfort you right now. We, You just need to see the results over time. And Well, I, I think nothing short of full disclosure would comfort us right now. I, I think <laughs> right. if they could or would tell us, you know, exactly what's going on, you know, at least then we'd know. But but like you said, I mean, there, um, you know, there's Elrar's uh, privacy to to yeah. respect and, yeah. and try-ons. And, you know, un- unfortunately or fortunately, however you look at it, you know, we can't always know all the details of everything that goes on right. in people's lives. So... Yep, so we're just going to move on. But um, RiftDreamDimensions.com, Kiwi herself posted on there, kind of uh, giving a tribute to Elrar, which she called the Grand Master Shepherd of Dimensions. Nice. (laughs) She has dedicated that contest that I told you about, she dedicated it to Elrar. Okay. So that was a nice thought. Very cool. You can go read her little memories with Elrar on her post. Very cool. Yeah, um, so yeah, you know, everybody just, you know, just hold tight. And Hang in there. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and you know what? If you're really worried, if, if you're one of those people that's, you know, because I I remember hearing when, when Rift went free to play, free to play, or when it was announced that Rift was going free to play, there were, you know, people saying, oh, this is the end of the game, and they're going free to play because, you know, the game isn't doing well, and blah, 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 even though... You know, Elrar and other people have gone on record saying that that had nothing to do with it. And it was part of, like you said, it's part of a overarching plan that they have and a strategy of, of what they're doing with the game. Um, but, you know, if you're really worried about the state of the game and, and you're, you feel like these are bad omens, get on the Rift Store and buy some credits. You know, I mean... No one is going to walk away from a business venture that's making money, right? I mean, that'd be crazy. Um, so, I mean, if you really feel strongly about this and you really love this game, um, instead of, you know, spreading a bunch of negativity and hearsay, you know, support the game you love. <laughs> mm, I can smell you, mortals, and I am hungry. This episode, we're going to talk about Rifts and tell you more about Rifts, which is uh, a key feature of this game. So a Rift will start out as a tear, and you will see these on the in-game map and also on your mini-map. And a tear then opens into a Rift. And this can either happen all on its own or it can happen because you force it open using a lure of some kind. So the lures are what you use to open a rift tear into a rift. Um, when you start out as a new character in rift, you 
you have an ability or you will gain an ability through the story quest called Planar Lure, which is one of your ascended abilities. And this allows you to open a tear into a rift. The type of rift you get, which is to say the element of the rift, will be random. You won't know uh, what it's going to be before it opens. Um, later on, uh, specifically after you hit level 50 and you start getting your planar attunement, you will get the ability to get other lures uh, based on the different planar attunement trees. So for those of you who haven't seen planar attunement yet, uh, it's kind of like your talent trees, but instead of uh, your talent trees, you have, it's not really a tree, but you have something kind of like a tree for each of the six elements. So air, earth, fire, water, life, death. And as you level, you will get points that you can spend in these trees. And you can put those points wherever you want. You can spread them all out um, among all six trees. Actually, there's seven because there's also a war tree for PvP. Right. Um, or you can focus them all on one tree. And then each of the trees have three tiers. Uh, soon, Tryon is going to add a fourth tier to the trees. Wow. And Amazing. in order to get to the second tree, or the second tree, the second tier, you have to fill up the first tier. So if you want second tier water abilities, you have to fill up all of the first tier abilities. Um, so with those different planar attunement uh, trees, for lack of a better term, you will get specific lures. So it, let's say you're putting points in your fire planar attunement you will get a fire lure where you can go to a tear and you can use this lure to open a fire rift. So instead of your, your standard planar lure where God knows what it's going to be, it will be a fire rift. Um, when you uh, mouse over either a tear or a rift that is formed either on your mini-map or on the in-game map, you will get some information on the little toolbox you will get uh, whether it's a minor or a major rift and what level that rift is. Or um, if it's a tear, it'll say either minor or major and it will give a level range. And so what that tells you is the level is what level the mobs or the monsters that spawn from that rift is going to be. So it's, if it's a level 18 rift, then you're going to be facing level 18 creatures in that rift. Um, as far as minor and major, the major will involve uh, some elite creatures where the minor won't. Um, in general, they kind of say, well, with a major, you need a group. In a minor, you can solo. But with mentoring and everything else in the game, it's really not that cut and dry. It all depends on what level you are, what level the rift is, what level you're mentored to, where your gear is at. A lot. Right. I mean, you can definitely solo some major rifts depending on the circumstances. Like maybe if you or I went to Free March, the beginning zone, and did a opened a major rift, we could solo that, right? I mean, at mentored level. Yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, so anyway, the when when you get these specific lures in your planar attunement, uh, in in the first pretty sure it's in the first tier you will get the ability to open that specific kind of rift so if you're doing fire 
you're going to get the ability to open a fire rift. And then in later tiers, you get the ability to open a major fire rift, which, which is pretty cool because if you look at your map in a given zone, you'll see various tears around and you mouse over them and some will be minor, some may be major. Um, but without that major lure ability, if you want to do a major rift, you have to find a major tear. And of course, they're more rare than the minor ones, so you may not always be able to find one. So once you get this lure, you can open a major rift from a minor tear and you can control what element you're opening, which yeah, is, I, is pretty cool. I don't even remember what it's like to open a random tear anymore. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. so used to being able to choose my elements now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have on on my hot bars. I have a hot bar that's like my my lure hot bar, and I've got all my different lures on it. And uh, I don't even have the uh, the first one, the random one, on there because I just have so many. But I was saying to you the other day, I said, you know, I might put that on there somewhere just because it'd be kind of fun once in a while, not to know what I'm gonna get. <laughs> um, so. When, when you open a rift with a lure, you automatically get 2,000 contribution points. And ba basically the contribution points, uh, when you open a rift or you come upon a rift and you start fighting it, uh, contribution points are basically the mechanic that the game uses so that when the rift is finally defeated at the end, it knows... Uh, what kind of rewards and how many rewards to get to each player. All right. Now, I'm going to have to, well, possibly correct you on this, if the website is correct, but Talarapedia.gamepedia.com notes that contribution points were actually taken out of the game back in version 1.1. So supposedly they don't use that anymore, I'm guessing, but I don't know. It's all server-side, so we really have no way to know for sure unless someone at Tryon told us. Okay. Well, I stand corrected then. Is that in here? Did I miss it's that? It's under my overachievers. Oh. Okay. See, we do our separate research, people, so uh, <laughs> bear with us. Um, you know, that's that's really interesting. I would love some, uh, some clarification on that. Like, I wonder now if there is any kind of benefit to the person who opened the rift. Yes, I wonder that too because there's still some achievements uh, that note you have to have a certain amount of contribution points in order to get that achievement. But if there's no contribution points anymore, why didn't they correct the wording on those achievements? I'm not sure. But it's an, it's an interesting little tidbit. Yeah, okay. Well, um, so I guess take that with a grain of salt, people. I guess we're not sure about that. So moving on, uh, in case you haven't, gone through this process before once the tear is opened into a rift uh energy from that plane comes into talara and seeps into the land in that area uh which affects the the animals and the landscape and the plants in that area so if you guys have seen the original uh kind of uh oh what would you call it the the promotional video that they made for the game like way back in the beginning that it wasn't in-game engine but it was this kind of uh animated little video that they made about rift and and they showed like the life rift opening and the bird kind of flies through it and it turns like into oh, a life bird and then I the remember. fire rift opens and the bird flies through that and it becomes a fire bird and right 
So so you will see when the rift opens, any mobs that are kind of around it will get an aura of whatever element that is. Um, so that's that's really cool. And the the ambient music will change when the rift opens and the music will continue to change based on at what stage of the rift you're in. It kind of gets more and more intense as the rift goes on. And, and I saw a great video. Um, it was a long time ago, but uh, one of the one of the people from Tryon that were involved with the music, they, they were talking about um, kind of how the music changes through the course of a rift. And, and it's really cool. So, you know, even, even those of you like us that have played this game for a long time you know next time you're in the rift really pay attention to the music and the dynamics of it and how it how it changes through the course of the rift it's, it's really really cool yeah don't disable it or if you have it disabled yeah. enable it because oh, why would it's, you? it's a great part of the experience yeah the music in this game is great if you've disabled that you're really doing it's yourself a disservice yeah the major rifts will be more challenging than the minor rifts and a rift, if, if a rift opens and nobody deals with it, it will start to spawn invasions. And the invasions are a group of mobs that will just appear kind of like they teleport in at the center of the rift. And then they start moving and they'll go harass settlements and strongholds and things like that. Right. And as they're running out of it, they kind of have a protective bubble around them. Yes. Right. So you can't strike them or start attacking them as they're running. Yes. They, you'll see like kind of this energy shield around them. And as long as you see that around them, they're invincible. Um, which means you, you can't attack them. You can't damage them and you can't aggro them either. Like they just kind of, they travel their path until that bubble goes away. Then as soon as that bubble goes away, then, you know, you can piss them off and they'll come deal with you <laughs> yeah sometimes i chase them until their bubble disappears just to pull them back in so we can kill them and get get points <laughs> yeah yeah and get xp if the invasion is not dealt with eventually it will create a foothold um if it goes and attacks a foothold or a settlement that's already there um it will destroy the wardstone that's there and kill the npcs that are there so if there are vendors or trainers or whatever the invasion will actually kill them and you won't be able to interact with them until somebody comes in and defeats the invasion and defeats their foothold. So as I mentioned, there are uh, six elements in Rift. There are air, water, earth, fire, life, and death. And so there are Rifts for all of those elements, major and minor. Um, there are also other types of Rifts in the game. There are expert Rifts, and raid rifts, which are rifts that you will encounter as you get higher level. And these rifts are a little bit different in that instead of using an ascended ability to open them with a lure that is just part of your character that uses a planar charge, these rifts you use a lure that is an actual consumable item that you will buy uh, from a vendor and usually, if not always, you will need some kind of notoriety with a specific faction to be, be able to get those lures. And that also includes in Storm Legion, we now have what are called Hunt Rifts and Great Hunt Rifts. And in order to get those lures, you need rep with the Torvin Hunters. And we will 
go a lot more detail into the hunt rifts in a later episode, but that's something that you won't encounter until level 50 plus. So for now, we'll, we'll hold off on that. Rifts do tend to scale, I believe, unless this is something else that has changed, <laughs> uh, with the number of people yes. that are engaging them. And also the rifts have uh, numerous stages. And this is something that's I really want to point out to people. It, it used to be in, in the older rifts in the game, uh, pre-Ember Isle, pre-Storm Legion, that a lot of them were kind of like to say tank and spank. You know, creatures would spawn, you kill the creatures, and then you're in the next stage. And then more creatures spawn, you kill those creatures, and you're in the next stage. And you just kind of can kind of mindlessly bang keys on your keyboard and and get through the rift. But more and more as the game develops, uh, Tryon is adding actual mechanics to these rifts. So some of the rifts are a little more involved with that, especially as you get in the Storm Legion content. So you will have on your screen, when you go into a rift, and this is the same also with onslaughts, you will have an interface on your screen where it will show an objective for that phase of the rift. This is also the same place when you defeat the rift where you get your rift rewards. There's a little button you click on and you get your planarite and all your other things that you get from the rift. Um, this may be in different areas on your screen because this is one of the parts of the UI that you can move around. So if you don't like where it is or if it's cutting off part of the objectives, you can edit your layout, you hit your escape key and click on edit layout and then you can drag things around wherever you want them and then save it. Um, so you really want to pay attention to this because each phase of the rift, this will tell you what your objective is. And it might be, you know, kill four of these creatures and kill three of these creatures. And it's really helpful even in the more straightforward rifts because again, like let's say you're doing a fire rift any mobs that were in that area when the rift opened are now fire creatures. And so sometimes it's kind of hard to tell what are the creatures that you need to kill to advance in the rift and which are just creatures that were just hanging out there that are fire creatures because they're all going to have the flames on them and everything. Um, so those objectives will let you know, you know, these are the creatures you need to kill to advance in the rift. And if there are any mechanics in the rift, that's where you'll find that as well. Okay. Um, so I saw a rift recently where, or you mentioned it to me, where you have to kill these certain plants in order to kill the tree creatures. Right. And you couldn't kill the tree ants until you demolished the plants. Right. I, I don't remember the name of that rift, but it's in Storm Legion and it's a life rift. Right. And uh, in one of the first or the first stages of the rifts, you have these treants and you also have these tentacle vine plant things. Right. And if you pay attention, you notice that the treants have these life energy shields around them. And, you know, you can try to attack them and they'll aggro and they'll come attack you. Um, but they if you notice, you know, where you see your damage floating up from them, you'll see absorb, absorb, absorb. And you may do some damage, but they're absorbing a lot of it. 
So that's when you stop and ask questions. <laughs> right, <laughs> Start going, right. why am I not doing any damage? And, and if in that particular rift, if you look at your objectives for that phase, you'll see, you know, kill so many of the treants, but you'll also see kill so many of these plant, these tentacle plant things. I don't remember what they're called. So, yeah, you're like, well, I'm trying to kill these treants. They've got a shield up. I'm not doing much damage. Let's try killing the plant things. So you try killing the plant things, and lo and behold, they don't have a shield. They're taking right. damage. And once you kill a plant, the treants that are in the area of that plant lose their shield, and then you can kill the treants. In a later phase in that same rift, you'll notice um, in your objectives, it'll say kill so many of whatever the creatures in that phase are. But there will also be an objective to destroy a pustule and then lure weakened trance or whatever they are into the pustule. So in that phase, you'll find this pustule, which is like this big like seed pod thing. And you attack that, you kill that, and it starts like giving off these like AOE, like radiation thing. And then okay. you can drag your your mobs into there and then they're a lot easier to kill. Okay, so if you didn't see that, if you didn't read it in your overview, you wouldn't know what to do, and it might take you an extra amount of time to finish the rift, or you couldn't finish it at all. Right, right. right. Okay. Yeah, so definitely pay attention to those objectives. And that brings me to the next thing, which is certain phases will have a time limit. And what this is for is to get access to bonus phases, so you will see on your little interface where it's telling you the objective for the list, the for the that phase of the rift, it will have a clock counting down, and that is the amount of time you have to finish that phase in order to get to the the bonus phase. And when you get to the last few seconds of that phase, you'll hear like this drum beat, like every second, like kind of counting down, mm-hmm. and then you'll hear this kind of sound. Which basically means, well, you fucked up. You don't get the bonus now because <laughs> if you're still fighting the mobs at that point, if you get them dead before you hear that sound, then that means you're going on and then you'll see big bonus stage text and then you get the bonus stage, which will lead to better rewards if you defeat it. Yep. Whenever I hear that drum beat, I start getting anxious. I'm like, yeah, let's finish. Let's finish. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Can we get the bonus? So that's the basics of Rifts. Um, like everything in the game, there's a lot more to it. But hopefully that uh, gives you what you, you need to get started. Um, I really, really recommend if, if you're playing this game and you haven't really done any Rifts, uh, go go do Rifts. And uh, they're a lot of fun. And they're even more fun if you're in a guild or you have some friends and you can get a group together. To do rifts and oh before i forget one last final type of rift that, that we didn't mention is the crafting rifts which when you uh get to level 50 you'll start getting uh crafting quests where you can get crafting rift lures and these open special rifts that give you lots of crafting mats uh as you defeat the rift and then in storm legion there are grandmaster crafting rifts so those are a lot of fun, too. And if you're a crafter, it's a great way to get some maps. Yes, it's very useful. Get down on your knees and make it lovely. Overachievers. There are a lot of achievements that go along with rifts and completing rifts. 
Uh, a great place to find these is, of course, within your achievements window and go to Planes, the Planes tab. The first achievement I want to talk to you guys about is a Rift No More. And you get this achievement if you fully seal a rift by defeating the final unstable stage of any while earning at least 10,000 contribution points. And here is where my contribution point research came into play. Because okay. I found out that there are no contribution points anymore. <laughs> well, please enlighten us, Nikki. Oh, well, I, I mentioned it earlier, but there's on uh, Tawarpedia's website, they said that it was taken out in version 1.1. Oh, wow. That was a while ago. Right. So, it, again, I mean, it's all server side. We don't, we've never seen it. So I don't really know, um, even how the contribution points worked for sure. I don't think anybody does, but either way, um, that one is not too hard to get. And there's also defender achievements for each zone. For instance, there's a free march defender achievement and you get this by closing 10 rifts they actually list out the rifts in that achievement you just click on it and you can see all of them and so each like i said each zone has these uh, another one in the new world is the city core defender and that is more difficult um, for higher levels you have to close 100 rifts in city core okay to get that and the talarin defender achievement is the achievement that you get after you complete the defender achievement for each individual zone. Oh, cool. So it's a, yeah, it's a, a, an achievement on top of other achievements, and you get a title if you get that one. You get the Riftwalker title. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> might have to try to get that one. There's also achievements for each of the different uh, elements of Rifts. So when you go into that... Uh, planes tab of your achievement interface underneath the planes tab there will be a tab for each of the elements so like if you go in the air then you'll see all the air rift achievements and one that's really fun and pretty easy to get um, not necessarily at like 10th level or something but as you play your character more uh, you can almost get these without trying or find out that you're pretty close to getting them is for each of the elements, there's an achievement to close 75 rifts of that type. So close 75 air rifts, close 75 death rifts. And uh, I remember, I think it was during the Ember Isle days, I found these achievements and I started going through them and found that, you know, there were a couple of the elements that I was only uh, a few rifts away from getting the achievement. And by then you have lures to open the rifts that you want so you can just oh, you know, I need five more life rifts to open this, to get this achievement. So, you know, until I get it, every time I open a rift, I'll just open a life rift. And they're, they're pretty easy to get and, and fun, too. Soon you will fight. For now, you must learn. Rift Tips and Tricks Okay, everybody. So this is an idea for a segment I had uh, for new players and maybe even might help some of you more veteran players out a bit and uh, so for our tips and tricks segment we try to give you a few uh, tricks of the trade or or tips on uh, things you can do in Rift that maybe you didn't know about so first up is uh, a favorite of mine and it just got better uh, with the recent patch and that is for those of you who play a lot of different roles have uh, different builds for your character 
And uh, especially for you clerics out there where you maybe you have your tanking build and you have your healing build and you have your DPS build and you have different gear sets to go with each of those. Uh, this is a very, very handy little trick. And this is where you can make a macro and create a button to put on your hotbar. And with just one click of this button, you can change your role change your equipment and now change your wardrobe with one Yay! click i've been waiting for this for so long to be able to change my wardrobe like that yes yes so this this is really awesome um i use this a lot um especially you know like i said for for people who play clerics or people who play any character uh where you do a def a lot of different roles especially you know if you have a quest a questing build and a pvp build and a dungeon build and maybe a raiding build or um this is really handy so um it's kind of difficult to go over macros uh with voice so we will definitely have this in our show notes how to set this macro up but it's really simple so first of all what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to get your equipment set the way you want it so just for example, let's say you're a cleric and you want to have a, a tanking setup and a DPS setup and then a PvP setup. Okay. Okay. So you start out and you want to set up your tanking setup. So you put on all your tanking gear and you're like, maybe you're like me and you're like, tanking's what I'm about. So this is my primary thing. So we're going to call this my equipment set number one. So you just in your chat window... You do slash save equip, all one word, S-A-V-E-E-Q-U-I-P space, the number one, hit enter, and that's now your equipment set one. And then you go to make your macro, and you can do slash macro to open your macro interface and go about creating a new macro. And so your macro commands will be as follows, roll, space, and then the number of your roll. And so that will be if you open up your talent windows, uh, the default is N for that. And you click your roll button and you have all your rolls listed. It's just whatever. So if it's the first roll from the top, then that's number one. If it's the second, number two. Okay. So you'll just do, say it's your first roll, roll space number one. Then hit enter, go to the next line. Load equip, all one word, L-O-A-D-E-Q. UIP space one because you set that as equipment one. Right. And then next line, wardrobe Yay! space one or whatever wardrobe. So when you count, you know, which wardrobe it is, that's the wardrobe it is. And and this kind of, I actually got confused by this for a second. Um, when you mouse over your different wardrobes, the first one is actually no wardrobe, which would be wardrobe zero. Oh, so that's okay. not wardrobe one. And and it's pretty obvious because when you mouse over your first actual wardrobe, it'll say wardrobe one, wardrobe two. But that okay. first one is no wardrobe zero. Um, and so then that's your macro. And then you save the macro, drag it to your hot bar. And then for the next one, you know, say the next one you want to be your PVP, switch to your PVP gear, save equip two. And then what you know your macro would be roll whatever roll your PvP roll is, load equip two, wardrobe whatever wardrobe you want to use with that build, and there you go. So you can have uh, 
a, a very easy way to very like with one click switch to a, a new role, new gear set, new wardrobe all at once. Excellent. Yeah, fun times. So like I said, if that sounded confusing, I'm not sure how well I explained that. Just go to our show notes and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have it there. It. It's yep. really easy. And then my, my next tip for you guys for this week has to do with mounts. So uh, for those of you that maybe played in some other MMOs, you might be used to a game where you can't get a mount until you're a certain level. That is not the case in Rift. You can get a mount at first level. And uh, some of us, uh, when we make an alt, we already have mounts at first level waiting for us, whether we have mounts from loyalty or ascend a friend or whatever. But even if... Yeah, lucky you. You have the fire horse. Yeah. How did you get that? That's from ascend a friend. Okay. Yeah. Um, But even if you're a brand new player, brand new character, you can still get a mount at first level. The only thing you need to get your first mount is platinum. And it costs two platinum, 50 gold, two and a half platinum, basically, to get that mount. Okay. Um, the basic 60% speed mount. And you will be able to get that in Sanctum or Meridian from a mount vendor. And also, um, I know for Defiant, there's a mount vendor you can encounter before that in Free March. Um, oh, what is the name of that place? It's like the second or third quest hub you get to by the water where you is get it the fishing. King's Breach? No, that's not King's it's, Breach. It's near a King's Breach, but it's it's basically, if you're a Defiant and you're following your story quest, it's where you first get access to your profession quest and you, the fishing quest is there that introduces you to fishing. Um, or maybe it might be King's Breach. No, I don't think it is, but it, it's near there. Yeah, near there, there's a mount vendor, but there's also one in uh, in Meridian, right in the, uh, the the outer courtyard where the world event stuff is. Um, there's a mount vendor there. Um, Guardians, you're kind of on your own, although I'm sure that there is one in Sanctum. Also these days, uh, you don't even have to deal with vendors if you don't want to. So you can also just open the Rift Store anywhere in the world, go to the Mounts tab, scroll down until you get to the 60% mounts and the mounts are there too. Two and a half platinum. You can buy your mount. And it's super convenient. Yes. Can you buy those mounts with credits too? Uh, Do you know? I am not sure. Okay. Um, but if you, if you have credits to spend, there are plenty of mounts that you can buy with credits, even if you can't buy those. But, but really um, two and a half platinum is pretty cheap. Right. Compared to what credits are worth. Especially if it's an alt. Yeah, so if, if you have any friends who play who are higher level or you have guildmates, um, you know, just ask because when you're when you're a level one character, two and a half platinum is a fortune. Even when you're a level ten character, two and a half platinum is a lot of money. But once you get, you know, higher level in the game, two and a half platinum is nothing. I, I know in our guild, like we'll get new members and if they don't have a mount, I'll just give them platinum because <laughs> I just feel sorry for anybody hoofing it. You know, just running around. Um, and even really, I mean, these days the 60% mount doesn't seem very fast, but it's a lot faster than running on foot. Yes. Um, 
And uh, as you get higher level, you do get access to, to faster mounts. And one thing really cool in Rift is all of your mounts that you have all run at the speed of whatever the fastest mount you have is. So if you end up getting some faster mount in the future, but you really like the look of a slower mount, you don't have to worry. All of your mounts are going to run at that fastest speed. So you can use whatever mount you want. Yeah, it's great. When you're ready to get your 90% mount, um, you can buy one with platinum, but they're pretty expensive. Uh, so if you want to save your platinum, there's an easy way to get a 90% speed mount without having to spend any platinum at all. And that's by doing some PvP. Whether you're a Guardian or a Defiant, you can get a 90% mount with 13,300 favor, which is a currency that you earn by doing PvP. You also earn this, or you can also use this to buy PvP gear. But uh, if you don't have a 90% speed mount and you are willing to do some PvP, I, I really recommend going this route. This is what I did when I was a, a new player. Um, it you do some war fronts, it really is not hard to earn 13.3k favor. Um, no, you build that up fast. Yeah, and, and now they have random war fronts, so if you're doing the random war front and you win, you get bonus favor. Also, on the weekends, they have a weekend war front, so you queue for that specific war front, or, more bang for your buck, queue for a random, and if you're lucky enough to get the weekend war front, you get bonuses for doing the weekend war front. So it's not hard to earn 13,000 favor at all. And then you can save, I think it's a, is it 100 platinum for that 90% mount? I don't know off the top of my head. I don't remember either, but I do remember that at the level that you get access to that, it's really expensive. And so, again, you can go to the Rift store, go to the mounts tab, and you can see these mounts in there. You can buy them in there. You don't even have to go to the PvP vendor but you also um, can mouse over the mounts and see the level required to have that speed of mount. The next speed after 90% is 110. And there are a few different mounts you can get. At, well, there's a lot of different mounts. But there's a few different mar mounts you can get that are kind of a bargain at 110% speed. Um, you can get, again, a PvP mount. This time... It costs 53.3k or 53,300 favor. If you're defiant, you can get the Eldritch Vanguard War Steed. And if you're a guardian, you can get the Noble Guard Armored Valmera. But you have to be, you have to have a certain level of notoriety. Yes, for each those, of those, right? you have to be revered either with yes. the Eldritch Vanguard for defiant or the Noble Guard for guardians. Another 110% speed mount that you may be able to get access to without having to spend any platinum is the Loyal Armored Warhorse. And this is a mount you get with 30,000 loyalty. So if you were a subscriber of Rift before Rift went free to play, chances are you already have this mount. You already have this level of warranty. Warranty. <laughs> Loyalty. Where'd that come from? Yeah, I don't think there's a warranty on the map. On the map um, but I've never had mine break down. Um, but if you're a new player, 
uh, it's not too hard to get 30,000 loyalty. You can get 30,000 loyalty by buying 7,500 credits from the in-game store and you can get 7,500 credits for $40. Or if you want to get a little more bang for your buck, you can get 8,500 for $50. So if you buy that many credits and then spend them, you will have the, the level of loyalty to get the Armored Warhorse. Um, if that doesn't appeal to you, a, a final option that is, or I guess there's two more options. Uh, one option that's a little bit cheaper than just buying a mount from a vendor, which I believe they're 125 platinum for the mounts you can just buy from the mount vendor. It's 110% uh, speed. You can get the Swift Armored Ash Strider. My personal favorite. Oh, I love this. I still ride this mount all the time. Um, this is only 100 platinum, so you save 25 platinum. Um, but in order to get this mount, you have to be glorified with the Keepers, which is a factor uh, a faction on Ember Isle. Um, but if you go to Ember Isle, you do the story quests and do the daily quests there for a little bit, um, you can get glorified with Keepers. It's not too difficult. Now, see, I have to disagree with you on that one because it took me quite a bit longer of course, I don't quest as much as you do, to be honest. But, um, but yeah, it took me a little bit of time to get that that notoriety with them. But it was totally worth it. And I love Ember Isle, so it wasn't hard. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know what an Ash Strider is, it's, you've probably seen them around. They're like a raptor-type mount. It looks like a, uh, like a raptor dinosaur. It's feathered and runs on two legs and... Yeah, I really like them. It, this could totally be in my head, but I swear those raptor mounts, they maneuver better, and they uh, it's a lot easier to climb mountains and stuff with them, it seems, than the four-legged mounts. Again, could be in my head, but it just seems, seems that way to me. I really no, like me them. too. It feels like that. And finally, a final mount that you can get for your 110% speed mount is the shiny Tardigan. And this mount you can buy with 100 lucky coins from the artifact, uh, the person you turn in your artifact collectors collections to. Uh, or all these mounts, of course, you can get through the in-game store. Um, you get lucky coins from turning in artifact sets. However, I would really recommend that you save those coins for the next mount, which is your 150 percent speed mount and you can get arachne which is a spider mount that looks pretty cool uh with 200 lucky coins and i don't remember off the top of my head what the 150 percent percent speed mount costs but it's a few hundred platinum isn't it like 300 200 yeah i think so but i'll end up paying platinum for that mount because i don't have nearly 200 lucky coins anymore <laughs> yeah you, i bought so many dimension items yeah with my lucky coins yeah that's true there there are dimension items that you can get uh with the lucky coins but but before dimensions uh there, there weren't really many worthwhile things to buy with lucky coins there were some pets i mean they were okay so if you're someone that collects the companion pets and just like you just want to have as many as you can have you know, but other than that, they weren't that great. Like, there's way cooler companion pets you can get out there. Yeah, there's some better ones, but I'm one of those people that 
I want all of them. If I can get all of them, <laughs> I think they're pretty neat. So I've got all the ones that you can buy with Lucky Coins. Yeah, well, um, speaking of companion pets, this actually wasn't planned, but I just thought of it, and it's kind of a tip for for new players. Um, you can get some really cool companion pets at the Planar College in Meridian from the various uh, Rift factions there. You can get the different squirrel pets. And these guys fight with each other. Well, they used to. I don't know if they, they still do. Oh, I, I, that was so much fun. I have not seen them lately do that. I don't know why on earth this would be removed from the game, but I haven't seen it lately. But yeah, they used to um, they used to fight. There's a squirrel for each of the elements. So there's fire squirrel, shade squirrel, stone squirrel, and so on. And it used to be if you had one out, like a fire squirrel, and someone else in your party had a different squirrel out, that they would fight each other. It was really cool. Yeah, they'd throw little spells yeah. at one another. Yeah, so I, I have not seen them do that lately. So That's a shame. I hope that wasn't taken out. Yeah, well, regardless, they're, they're really cool pets, and you can buy them with Planarite. So I've had people ask me, you know, at lower levels, like, what can you do with Planarite? There's just not much you can do with Planarite at lower level. And uh, so uh, you need a little rep with, with those different factions to, to get them, but uh, you get... You get wrapped by uh, by closing rifts, so there's something else to strive for. Kira, would you like to see a trick I learned? No, I don't find that sort of thing amusing. Come now, Kira. I am sure you would enjoy it. Apparently, giving life creatures a dose of death magic is explosive. Oh, very well. Show me this trick. So that wraps it up for this episode of Through the Rift. Nikki, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of us if they want to? Well, you can email us with comments, questions, or any requests for topics that you'd like us to cover at theriftpodcast at gmail.com. And please follow us on Twitter for updates and find out when we're recording next at the Rift Podcast. And we are now on iTunes. So you, yeah, so you can get that link on our website at lexstarwalker.com, where you can also find our show notes with lots of helpful links. Yes, we, uh, or I should say Nikki, spends a lot of time on the show notes. And uh, if, if you've seen our show notes from the last episode, it's like 99% link. So uh, we try to do a good job of uh, posting resources for you guys uh, so that you can find out more about what we're talking about because we are not experts. We're just fans of the game and uh, yeah. Yeah, and we want this to be useful to new players too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everyone, uh, this wraps up episode two of Through the Rift. Episode three will be coming down the pipe very soon. Thank you all for listening and enjoy the game. See you guys later. Bye. This episode's music provided by Mist, Ish, Cloudwalker, Renfield, and Transboy. Please see the show notes for more details at LexStarWalker.com. I'm awesome!